Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into a Monday edition of Locked On Blue Devils. So great to have you here with the Stuke men's basketball going to the Final Four. What an amazing celebration this is, and we're talking all about it on our show. Today's show is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups that you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. Again, on today's show, Duke men's basketball is heading to the Final Four as they defeated Arkansas to advance to the 2022 Final Four in New Orleans. Also, Duke takes down Texas Tech in the Sweet 16, and it's now 13 Final Four appearances for Coach K. What does that mean for his legacy and his mark within the sport? My name is JJ Jackson. I'm the host of this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts, as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Be sure to also subscribe to our Locked On Blue Devils YouTube page to watch the show daily. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen every single day. Duke is heading to the Final Four. They defeat Arkansas by a score of 78-69 to on Saturday as Duke advances to the 13th Final Four under Mike Krzyzewski. This freshman class, so talented. They had one goal coming into the year. They had their sights on six. They wanted to win a national championship together and they are on their way. They still have that goal within reach. For Duke in their win over Arkansas, the Blue Devils had a 12-point lead at halftime. A back-and-forth game in the first half. It went, and then with about two or three minutes to go in the first half, Duke really started to pull away, including a buzzer-beater three-pointer by Trevor Keels to make it a 12-point lead at halftime. And then coming out into the second half, Duke was okay at the start, and then four or five minutes into the second half, Arkansas was able to cut the lead back down to five. Mike Krzyzewski called a timeout, and that was a game-changing timeout. I've read a lot of really good stories over the past couple of days from folks who do a great job of covering Duke basketball. Brandon Marks of The Athletic, who's on our show uh, pretty frequently, did a wonderful piece on the story. Check it out on that timeout in particular. But uh, Duke decided to switch it up, go zone defense like we saw them do against Texas Tech in the Sweet 16, and they responded. Arkansas had cut the lead to five. Duke comes out of that timeout and responds by going on a 10-0 run, makes it a 15-point basketball game, and Duke would never look back. Arkansas would never get closer than eight points from that point moving forward. As Duke went on to win by nine, their largest lead in the second half was 18 points. Leading the way for Arkansas was Jalen Williams with his 19 points and 10 rebounds. He went on to be named one of the most or excuse me, uh, first team all West Regional for the play that he had in the NCAA tournament. He drew a couple of really big charges in that first half, leads Division I basketball in charges drawn on the season, and played well offensively, but uh, he was about the only guy that was having a stellar game for Arkansas, did not have a whole lot of help from his teammates. Duke won the rebounding battle 34-25, which is something they were not able to do against Texas Tech as a team. Duke did not shoot very many three-pointers. In fact, it wasn't until the final two minutes of the first half before Duke made their first three-pointer of the game. Trevor Keels made the one going into the locker room, and then just two more three-point makes for Duke, both coming from A.J. Griffin. Duke finished 4 of 10 
from three-point range. A terrific job at the free throw line as Duke went 16 for 18 and Duke shot 54.7%. They turned the basketball over 15 times. That's something to kind of look out for when Duke moves forward into the Final Four, which, uh, oh yeah, by the way, they're playing North Carolina, college basketball's finest rivalry that you've heard a lot about, I'm sure, will get center stage once again for the Final Four showdown. Arkansas was 6 of 20 from three-point range, and they turned the basketball over 11 times compared to the 15 for Duke. Wendell Moore Jr. for the Blue Devils, 14 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. A.J. Griffin, 18 points, 2 of 3 from three-point range. Mark Williams, 12 points, 12 rebounds, 3 blocks. Jeremy Roach, after a very good game against Michigan State and a really good game against Texas Tech to ice it out and win the ball game for the club, Roach finishes with 9 points, 2 assists, 2 steals. Paulo finished with 16.7 rebounds, 3 assists. And Trevor Keels, after going scoreless in the Texas Tech game, Trevor Keels responds by going for 9 points, 1 assist, and 1 steal. Big-time victory for Duke. Theo John played a few minutes off the bench, but did not score as Duke's able to pick up the 9-point victory, and they advance to the Final Four. Duke is now 32-6. and six. On the season, a big shift again was that zone defense. It's just a different look for this Duke basketball team. I really like it because Duke is so big, and obviously they could get beat off the bounce from time to time in man-to-man defense. I think there's some mental lapses that take place there. Duke gives so much effort on the offensive end, and they're so talented on that end that sometimes I think they could be a little lackadaisical on the defensive end. Going to zone with the size that Duke has can just cover some of that up. They rebounded the ball much better. Coach K really praised the defensive rebounding abilities from Mark Williams. He had 12 total rebounds, nine of those on the defensive end. And he really emphasized, which I don't think about too frequently, but he really emphasized those defensive rebounds. Look, we overlook those a lot. But when it comes to be March Madness in the NCAA tournament, you are fighting for every single possession. And so for Mark to basically take away nine possessions from Arkansas, at this juncture of the season in an Elite Eight matchup, that's big time. First time that Duke was able to win games in the Pacific time zone in the NCAA tournament. That was a fun stat that they threw up in crunch time of the Texas Tech game, and now Duke has won two of those games in the Pacific time zone. And for the first time ever, Mike Krzyzewski is going to the Final Four out of the West region in the bracket, which is pretty remarkable that he was able to get that one crossed off the list and get that one done. Uh, That's a big win for Duke, a nine-point victory over Arkansas. I want to tell you a little bit more about that Texas Tech win because it was a good one and how Duke can carry that momentum with them into the Final Four this upcoming weekend here on Locked on Blue Devils. Today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils is brought to you by Stat Hero. Final Four time, it is here. I just love it so much, the drama that you feel. I'm so nervous throughout the entire game and it's just, it's the best time of year. I can't say anything other than that. NCAA's single game pickums with Stat Hero pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you were going up against. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on using promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on using promo code locked on for a 100% match. 
Stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on, terms and conditions apply. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Moving forward, Duke men's basketball, a victory in the Sweet 16 over Texas Tech. Duke was not favored in this game. Texas Tech closed as a one-point favorite. So many people were falling in love with the Red Raiders, praising the defensive efforts of Texas Tech. And don't get me wrong, it was really impressive. We talked about how talented the Duke offense was, and you don't know if it gets into a high-scoring affair if Texas Tech can score to their level. Well, Texas Tech scored 73 points. And going into the game, the way everyone was talking, if you heard that Texas Tech scored 73, I don't know that you would have been as confident in this Duke basketball team getting it done, given what we knew about that offense for Texas Tech. Well, let me tell you how good that offense was for Duke. The Blue Devils did not miss a shot from the floor in the last eight minutes of the game. Again, the last eight minutes of the game in a crucial Sweet 16 battle, the Duke Blue Devils did not miss a shot from the floor in the final eight minutes of the game. They win 78-73. Texas Tech had a four-point lead at halftime. We can go even further than that, though, as Texas Tech started the game on a 10-2 run. 10-2 was the score in the early goings. Mike Krzyzewski had to use a timeout. All right, let's get this team focused and organized. Breathe for a moment, and let's play basketball. It had been a couple of days since they had played in Greenville, South Carolina, and, of course, had traveled all the way across the country to San Francisco to play these games. Texas Tech was jazzed and fired up to play in that one. As it goes back and forth in the first half, Texas Tech starts to pull away at the end of the half, and then with 13 seconds left to go, Duke came out of a timeout, and they did an incredible play, getting a back cut to Paula Bancaro, who was fouled on a dunk, got the and one, made the free throw, so it was a four-point lead for the Red Raiders at the break, as opposed to Duke being down by more than that. Some final numbers on the game. Bryson Williams for Texas Tech finished with 21 points and 10 rebounds. Kevin McCuller finished with 17 points. Kevin O'Banner, the Oral Roberts transfer, 10 points, 10 rebounds. For Duke, Mark Williams was dominant, 16 points, 8 rebounds, 3 blocks. Paula Bencaro, 22 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, and 3 of 4 from 3-point range for Paulo. His best shooting performance when you really needed it most. A big-time game. Everyone's watching. They're talking about the top three picks coming up in the draft. Is it going to be Paulo? Is it going to be someone like Jabari Smith at Auburn or Chet Holmgren at Gonzaga? And Paulo showed out, that's for sure. A.J. Griffin finished with 11 points. He was 3 of 7 from 3-point range and 7 rebounds. Jeremy Roach, 15 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. More on Roach in a moment. Wendell Moore Jr., 12 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. As Duke finished 15 of 17 from the free throw line. Took care of business there. The Blue Devils were 7 of 19 from three-point range, and they shot 52% from the floor. Again, that number is helped by the fact that Duke did not miss a shot from the floor in the last eight minutes of the basketball game. Individually, Duke had 10 minutes from Theo John, who had two points, two blocks, and one rebound, 14 minutes for Trevor Keels, and three minutes for Bates Jones. Trevor Keels did not score in the game for Duke, which again, if that was another thing that you threw out to me personally, if you told me, hey, Sweet 16 game against Texas Tech, you're not going to get any points from Trevor Keels, I would have said there is no way Duke wins this basketball game. Well, they found a way, and it was the defensive changes that they made down the stretch. And then three minutes from Bates Jones, terrible. Not good play from Bates. Had a couple of good looks, two looks from three-point range. Couldn't knock him down. Not as upset about that, but a really heads-up play 
by Texas Tech when Bates Jones was in the game. Duke was trying to buy a little extra breather for Paulo. He went to the bench with like eight minutes and 17 seconds to go in the first half. And so if you're Coach K, Paulo's played a while. All right, 17 seconds. We're at the eight-minute mark. The next whistle after that will be a media timeout. And the whistle just didn't come for a little while, so Bates had to play out there a little bit longer. And it ended with Terrence Shannon Jr. driving to the rim and and one dunk as Bates Jones fouled him. Uh, just kind of bully-balled Bates Jones all the way to the rim, and that was the end of the day for our guy Bates. So, uh, But in the second half, Jeremy Roach down the stretch really started to take over for Duke, as did Paulo Banquero. So they hit a three-pointer, Texas Tech did, to go up 68-66 with three minutes and 19 seconds left, that three-pointer made by Kevin McCuller. And then immediately the next possession down, Paulo hit a three-pointer for Duke to grab the lead back 69-68, and they never looked back from there. Jeremy Roach then went into ISO mode, made a couple of really tough buckets when Duke needed him most, and that was good to see from their point guard who's really elevated his play. I mentioned my buddy Brendan Marks of The Athletic. He had a really good story following the Michigan State game on The Athletic about the Roach family. I cannot recommend it enough. I know my guy Jason Evans from Duke Basketball Report gave Brendan a shout-out for that story. And just talking about the mindset that he's got now as a sophomore. And, uh, you know, often overlooked. There were questions about the point guard position. Jeremy Roach wants you to know there is not a question anymore. He is the man. He's that dude. And Duke's going to be at their best when the ball is in his hands. Texas Tech finished the game 6 of 19 from the three-point range, 5 from 9 from the free throw line, and 47% from the floor. They did win the rebounding battle, 33-29, but that did not affect Duke. They were able to win the basketball game by five. Big time win for Duke. It marked the 100th career victory in the NCAA tournament for Coach K, which is absurd. I mentioned this stat at the end of last week's show when Duke defeated Michigan State. And I want to give credit to uh, Brian Ives, who posted this on Twitter. But it's like, if a college basketball coach started today, and you're talking about a traditional six-game tournament run, not factoring in these first four games where you could win up to seven games to win it all. The traditional six-game tournament, as it stands now, if a coach starts today and they win 16 straight national championship games, again, 16 straight national championships, they still would not have more NCAA tournament wins than Coach K. He is so good. He's so dominant. He's the GOAT in my book. And uh, yeah, just what a career for Coach K. And it's going to continue as Duke gets ready to head on to the Final Four. Duke made a defensive shift late in this game when they started to go on that big run and started to kind of go back and forth and, and really gain control and dictate the pace with Texas Tech. When Duke made the shift to zone defense, it changed everything. You got Big Mark on the inside. It's not going to be easy to go in on him and score. And then Paulo uh, being so versatile. Wendell Moore Jr. being one of the best defenders in all of college basketball. And Jeremy Roach is going to pick you up full court if he has to. or He's going to go uh, sideline to sideline at the top of that zone defense and really make things happen for Duke. So big time win. Duke is heading to their 13th Final Four under Coach K. And with that in mind, when we come back, I want to tell you a little bit more about the legacy for Coach K now that he's got 13 Final Four appearances and is trying to win his sixth national championship. Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. I love Built Bar so much. It's the best tasting protein bar that you're going to find out there. All Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. 
Low calorie, high in protein. You can replace your candy bars with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most built bars, however, if you go to the macros chart, you'll see this. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. JJ, get more specific. Okay, I will right here. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You're just not going to beat that. Amazing flavors to choose from as well. You can go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. Final segment here today of Locked On Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. I'm the host of this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Any questions that you may have, I'm going to bring back Mailbag Monday for our Monday show following uh, the national championship run. Obviously, next week we'll be recapping the Final Four, and hopefully on Monday, a week from now, I'm going to be previewing a national title game for Duke. But Mailbag Monday, uh, Monday. any questions you have, email me, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com, or send us a tweet, DM us, whatever you want to do. Any questions you've got in the Duke athletics world, I'd love to give you uh, some love and a shout out there. Uh, Duke baseball had a win yesterday over Florida State. They dropped the series with the Seminoles in Tallahassee, but good to get the game yesterday. They won by a score of 9-2. to two. Our guy Chris Edwards will continue to join us throughout the rest of the Duke baseball season. He's the play-by-play announcer for the Blue Devil Network. All right, Coach K is 75 years old. Of course, our guy born on February 13th, 1947, and still doing it at 75. So amazing to see him climb up that ladder and cut down the net. Paulo Bencaro had an awesome story uh, in the post-game press conference talking about the fact that his mom was able to cut down the net when she won a championship. Paulo won a championship in high school, but they didn't use a ladder because they lowered the goal. And so the fact that he was able to get on a ladder, cut down the net, he looked over, he's beaming, smile from ear to ear, and tells his mom, make sure you get a video of this, get a picture, because this is what we were dreaming of. That was awesome. But Coach K, 101-30 and in the NCAA tournament. He's now got 101 wins in March Madness, 1,202 overall victories compared to just 367 defeats, five national titles, 13 ACC regular season titles, 15 ACC tournament titles, and now 13 Final Fours. Let me run through them with you. 1986, first Final Four for Coach K. They made it to the national championship game before losing to Louisville. 1988, Final Four, lost to Kansas. 1989, Final Four, lost to Seton Hall. 1990, national championship game, got boat raced, absolutely smacked by UNLV, a loss there. 1991, first championship victory for Duke over Kansas. They knocked off Roy Williams, who was coaching the Kansas Jayhawks at the time. 1992, Duke wins it all. They go back-to-back. They defeat Michigan. They beat the Fab Five. 1994, two years later, they lost the national championship to the Arkansas Razorbacks in Grant Hill's final game of his collegiate career. 1999, lost the national championship to UConn. 2001, Duke won the third national championship under Coach K in school history by defeating Arizona. 2004, J.J. Redick and the Duke Blue Devils lost to LSU. 2010, the uh, championship win for the Blue Devils. They defeated Butler. 2015, champs again by knocking off Wisconsin. And now the 13th Final Four here in 2022. I got a good, a big question mark here on my notes because we're waiting to see exactly what the result will be for this Final Four run for Duke. But it's just unprecedented what Coach K has been able to do. No other coach has as many Final Four appearances as Mike Krzyzewski. 
He's now been to a Final Four in five different decades. That's unbelievable. Five different decades. 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and now 2020s. Coach K has been to a Final Four. John Wooden went to 12 Final Fours, won 10 titles. Uh, Dean Smith went to 11 Final Fours, only won two national championships in that stretch. You've got Roy Williams, who went to nine Final Fours, four at Kansas, five at North Carolina. Roy Williams won three titles. Tom Izzo, still going at Michigan State, has been to eight Final Fours. Izzo has only won one national championship. Adolph Rupp has been to uh, Rupp has been to uh, six Final Fours, won four NCAA titles. You've got Jim Calhoun, who went to four Final Fours, won three national championships, took out Coach K and Duke a couple of times in a postseason play. Jim Beheim, five Final Fours, just one national championship. You've got Rick Pitino, who went to seven Final Fours, won two national championships, although one of those titles and one of those Final Fours were vacated after NCAA investigations. Uh, John Calipari, six Final Fours, one championship. Two of those Final Fours were vacated after investigations from the NCAA, his Final Four at UMass, and then his Final Four at Memphis. All four Final Fours at Kentucky in the national title with Wildcats for Calipari are still up there. And then currently, Jay Wright is going to his fourth Final Four this weekend. He's got two national titles, and we hope it stays at two so that Duke can win the NCAA tournament and championship here this year in 2022. The fact that Coach K has been able to adapt so well, we talk about it so frequently with everybody, but it means a lot. I mean, he's got four-year guys with this first class with Johnny Dawkins and Jay Billis and Allery and Dave Henderson and all those guys. And now all the way to one-and-done guys like Paula Bancaro and, and Zion Williamson, of course, losing in the Elite Eight, but able to adapt and play so well. 2015, you win it all with one-and-done guys and Tyus Jones and Jaleel Okafor and Justice Winslow. He's just been able to do it all. And, and Coach K is so impressive, so good. We're going to miss him so much. And we've still got basketball to cheer for. He wants it to be all about this year's team. And I certainly agree with that. It's the most talented team in America. This Duke team, we saw them beat North Carolina by 20. We saw the Heels hand it to Duke and Cameron Indoor. But I think that's really going to frustrate the Blue Devils. Looking back on that one, I think they're really excited to play UNC, although they did not get to Apollo or any of the players after the game. Coach K was like, do not go there. And his uh, players absolutely followed suit by not going there. And so, uh, yeah, I think they're going to be ready to play against North Carolina. I'm nervous. What Duke fan isn't nervous because this rivalry means so much to all of us. And I mean, to hear North Carolina fans the year that they're having as an eight seed in the first season of Hubert Davis to then go and kind of knock off a Duke basketball team just can't have that happen in Coach K's final run. So let's see if they can get to the national title game. And then look, it's 40 minutes of basketball, and the message to the most talented team in America would be, hey, you're 40 minutes away from winning it all. And in essence, if you put together back-to-back games, this Duke team, 80 minutes of basketball from being national champs. We hope that that's going to be the case. Big week ahead of us here for Locked On Blue Devils as we get you set for a very exciting Final Four. Coming up a little bit later in the week, or tomorrow, I should say, Ryan LaVoy will stop by for another weekly visit to talk all things basketball with me here on the program you can follow me on twitter at underscore jj underscore jackson underscore follow the show on twitter at lo underscore blue devils be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode of locked on blue devils as soon as it's available each and every day now check out the locked on acc podcast with candace cooper and make locked on hornets your second listen for the day as well our hornets in the state of North Carolina here, 
had a big win yesterday over the Brooklyn Nets and former Duke guy Kyrie Irving. Kyrie played in his first home game this season for Brooklyn. So what? That's a fun one to go listen to. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.